And we're recording. Hey man, how's it going? Dude, it has been it's been it's been a few weeks. Let me tell you what. I've had some of the craziest stuff happen to me since I honestly since we last recorded. Okay, hit me. What what happened? All right. So, a few of you know that um I used to I used to work at Willow Tree and I no longer work at Willow Tree anymore. Great company. Love them. Love them to death. Great experience. I took a job back in my hometown of Baton Rouge. Um I'm working at a design development firm called 368. And uh I yeah, I moved back home like I found out about it and moved back home within the span of about 3 weeks. Um and it has it has been a whirlwind. Whirlwind. It's been crazy. <laughs> so are, are you are are you you back at home now or you have your own place? Like what's your your situation? Um, I have I have my own place. Um I'm I'm back in Baton Rouge. Uh, I I have about a twenty minute commute to downtown, which is where where I work mainly. Um so you know, my story was, you know, I lived here for the past, you know, twenty one, twenty two years. I was born here. Um me and Jenny got married. Uh we suffered a pretty pretty devastating flood like six months after we got married and we decided to move to Colorado. And in Colorado, I met this guy named Shane and we, uh, we, we sat inside of his car, made blocks around Ivy wild talking about tech for a couple hours each <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> um, got a job in Charlottesville, Virginia, working at Willow tree, building iOS apps. And now three years later, back in Baton Rouge, having a kid. <laughs> That's literally full circle. That's literally full circle. <laughs> it's weird though, man, because it's like, it's like everything changed, but then nothing changed, you know, because like my whole world is completely different. You know, having, having met you being, going to 360, working at Willow tree, meeting so many super cool people, you know, and then you move back home and a lot of it is, it's like you never left, but <laughs> then you know that you gained so many like new experiences that change your world forever. Like had I not met you and been you know, involved in iOS development, we wouldn't be doing this, obviously. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, man, it's been an experience. Nice. What else has been happening? So you moved, got a new job, got a new job, got a new place to live, got a new place to live. I mean, those are three pretty big things. I mean, there's not really that much. Oh, well, I mean, that's not true because I got a 16 inch MacBook Pro. Ooh. Ooh. Tell me about that. How okay. Like so. This is probably the best MacBook Pro I've ever had, um, which is saying a lot because you and I have taught, you know, ad nauseum about Mac MacBooks. Um, and, you know, in the past few episodes, I've talked about how I really did not want to get another Mac. Like I was kind of done mm -hmm. with Macintosh hardware for a few reasons. For one, the keyboard was terrible. Yeah. I don't think I realized how bad the keyboards were having, uh, well, another story when you and I, uh, both lived in Colorado. You and I were making blocks and then got hungry, uh, <laughs> decided to go to IHOP. We were in IHOP ha just having the time of our lives, probably, probably a couple hours. I think we're, we're playing Fortnite on the phone and talking we about my book. I think we were, that's what we were doing. I remember, I think that was the time where you and I were sitting there and you remember when you held your phone up and just talked about all the things that you can do. It was like super inspiring. It was like the stuff that was going in your book. Yeah, this or that talk, that specific speech that I did is what eventually led to this podcast, like right. the whole series, exactly the whole post PC stuff and how powerful it is. Anyway, keep going. And so, um, 
we were having this discussion. We played Fortnite on the phone. We leave IHOP full of pancakes and we find that your vehicle has been busted into. There's just nothing but broken glass everywhere and my laptop is gone. My laptop, my gaming headset, my iPad, all of it's gone. And nothing of mine. Like they Yeah, nothing of you. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Oh, it's not your fault. Um, but man, it was it was not my uh my best day. No. Um so I ended up getting a 13 inch I think it was a 2018. Mm, that's right. Pro. And it was the first one that had the butterfly switch keyboards. It was uh, the regular MacBook Pro that did not have the touch bar. Is that right? Yes. It was It was a 13-inch, did not have a touch bar, but it still had the butterfly keyboard. Yes. Yes. Um, only used that for about probably three weeks until I got my job at Willow Tree, and then they ended up giving me a 15-inch that had a touch bar. Okay. that And that was like the decked out. Is that the 2018 version or 2017 version? It was a 2018. It was a 2018 okay. touch bar. 16 gigs of RAM. Like it was, it was a pretty decent machine still had the butterfly keyboard. It was kind of a lemon. I think I talked about this a little bit on the podcast as well, where I was like getting kernel panics every couple of weeks just was not a good, for some reason, just not a good system. Well, and I believe on the 2018, they had upgraded the keyboard to like version two or three. So they, they tried to add some membrane under the buttons to help prevent stuff from getting yes. stuck under there. Did it help at all? A little bit. I would say, I would say that it did help. Because uh, I never had any problems with things getting stuck under there and just like it not working. Um, it, it always the keyboard always worked. It just didn't have any um, didn't have any travel to it. Like the keys never had any travel, and they were also super loud as you were typing on it. Like yeah, it was super super loud. So now I have this 2016, not 2016, this 2019 MacBook Pro, and the keyboard is so much better and i didn't realize how bad th- those were before because it's the same keyboard that the laptop that was stolen out of your vehicle had yes very similar it, i think very it's better sim- though it, it's oh, what did uh, you say better yeah it's better it's the magic keyboard so it's, it's uh like a medium travel between the two it's less squishy mm-hmm. but uh like you're the backlighting doesn't bleed all over the place because I, I had a uh, a 2015 inch and I was you know comparing them with all the new stuff lately and uh, it is better than the the 2015 but the 2015 was so much better than the 2016 2016 through 2019 yeah summer laptop yeah very very much so so it it feels it feels like a laptop keyboard again I feel like I could type on it all day and not have a problem nice um it has a physical escape button. Yes. Which I knew was needed because I spend a lot of time in Vim. Yes. Vim is a um a text editor that, you know, it's it's an old school text editor from about the what, the nineteen eighties, nineteen nineties or something like that. Um, and you use the escape key a lot in Vim. Yes. And when you have an escape key that's not physical, right. it feels incredibly awkward. Well, and it was just the one button. So if the whole keyboard eventually turns into that, I, I couldn't type on it. Like, oh no, just reaching up for the one button on the touchpad. Uh, yeah, the touch bar, even knowing that it's always there in the same spot. And, and I have a lot of uh, muscle memory. I still would, would never, I never felt confident. And I, I would always look at the touch bar to make sure that my pinky is hitting that escape button. Right. Yeah, most definitely. I, you know, I remember John Syracuse talking about the difference between like BMWs, which have physical knobs for mm-hmm. like volume and for radio seeking and whatnot compared to, uh, say the Tesla, 
where everything was one screen. Yeah. It makes it difficult when you're typing to know if you're hitting that escape button, that 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 software escape button on the touch bar. Yeah. Whereas if you have like a physical button, you you can feel where it is without having to look. Um, very similar to like you know where you know where the volume knob is going to be on your car. Right. But if it's a screen, like you can't tell. There's no context. There's no physical context. Um, I'm not a fan of moving physical interfaces that we have now to like software for most cases. Like I wouldn't want a fully software keyboard. And that's one of the reasons why I couldn't use an iPad as consistently, especially when I had like when I had iPads. Um, just because like, I, I don't like typing on glass. It feels super awkward to me. You know, what's weird though is I feel the same way when, once it gets to a certain size, but like a phone, I type so fast on my phone's glass keyboard compared to like, um, I pulled out a pocket PC, like a HP Giordano or a compact iPad, something from like 2002, mm-hmm. um, last week. And I was clicking on this little clicky keyboard. It was similar to a Blackberry and it's just nowhere compared to how good the, the iPhone keyboard is. Maybe, mm. maybe that's because it's bigger. The, the iPhone keyboard on the, the max is a really good size. You can use two hands on it. And like, if you miss a little bit, you still get it, but you don't have the, the tactical. You know, I have to look at it. I can't touch type on it. I probably probably could touch type on the BlackBerry keyboard or the the Pocket PC keyboard. So I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, but uh, the other thing that you have in iOS is that iOS's you know correction system. Yeah. Um, what is the book called? We talked about it so many times. Creative Creative Selection. Creative Selection. The guy who helped build like the contextually aware bad typing fixer. (laughs) (laughs) He had a dictionary words. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Um, and yeah, I, I remember my dad had a pocket PC and like, you had to be fairly precise on it, you know, cause it wasn't really going to fix a lot of your mistakes. Oh no. And you're going to hit like apostrophes and numbers and stuff when you're trying to hit a W or a Q. Yeah. Yeah. Rough times. I'm, I'm thankful for the iOS world that we live in. Okay. Yeah. So I have get, another change for you. Oh, oh, sorry. oh, on your laptop. Yes. How does it sound? How does it sound? Yeah. How are the speakers? The speakers, I would say, are pretty good. I was actually listening to a webinar earlier today for work. Um, and overall, I would say they're pretty good. The fact that I didn't notice that they were bad, in my mind, means that they're pretty good because I don't use the speakers very often. Have you listened to any music with them yet? Not through the speakers, no. I always use headphones okay. or AirPods. I want you to... uh to crank the volume up and listen to, listen to some music through the speakers because this okay. is it's it's really good. They've they've done a lot of work on the laptop. Oh, all right. I'll have to I'll have to give that a shot then. What about your screen? How's your screen? Screens uh screen doesn't really feel any different, honestly. Okay. Still feels like the fifteen or just just big enough? Feels like the fifteen. Honestly, if I didn't know that it was an inch like bigger, I probably wouldn't have even noticed. Gotcha. What about so the trackpad? What's that? What about the trackpad? Same. Okay, feels same as same. same as your fifteen. Same as the 15. Yep. Nice. Doesn't feel any different. Um, internally, though, the graphics card on this thing is very impressive. Yeah? Are you it able is, to play anything? I have played a few games on it. I um, So one of the first things I did was I downloaded, you know, once I, once I got it and I was like playing with it a little bit, I was like, okay, I know how bad games like Fortnite ran on the 15-inch or like the 13-inch I had before. I was probably getting 20, 15 to 20 frames. It was unplayable. On your I decided 15? to try it on Mac OS. On your 15, did you have a discrete graphics card or was it uh, the Intel one? It was the Intel one. It was okay. an Intel Iris. It had 
1,500-something. Yeah. yeah. It did not run well. So I was like, okay, I'm curious about this 5300M because the, the thing that's interesting about it is that Apple called out Fortnite performance in the uh, marketing website. Mm, okay. So I was like, okay, that's kind of neat. I want to see how well it runs. So I installed it on Mac OS and noticed I'm getting 115 frames. On Mac OS, not Windows. On, on Mac. Mac OS, not Windows. Nice. And I was like, okay, that's impressive for a laptop. <laughs> I got to install Windows and see what happens. Yeah. Installed Windows and get a pr- pretty consistent like 120 to 140 frames per second. So like, you got a 30% increase when you went from Mac to Windows for gaming? Yes. Which says something about Metal versus DirectX. Yeah. Um, feels way better. Installed Apex Legends. Really nice. I installed Halo. Halo mm-hmm. Reach. Okay. Feels amazing with keyboard and mouse, by the way. I think we've we've talked about this a little bit. Um, have not had not played it with keyboard and mouse beforehand. Feels great. Cool. Um, so the fact that this Mac has a graphics card that is almost as good as like a standard gaming graphics card is pretty impressive. Awesome. So yeah, I'm I am very impressed with just how this Mac has how how they've made the Mac evolve even just over like the past year. It's gotten better graphics like graphics card wise, it's gotten better keyboard wise. Apparently you're telling me it's gotten better speaker wise. Um stability for me, I think I think the last laptop I had was just a lemon. This this one seems very solid. I have had absolutely no problems. Great experience so far. It's kind of in a way, put a little bit more faith um, in in the Mac hardware for me, just because it's it feels it feels right. I still like part of me still wishes I had USB C. I mean USB three, but that is kind of going away. Well, you do with the USB C, don't you? I have USB C. I don't have. Uh, I meant to say USB three, like like USB three SD card slots. I, I I'm feeling like I need those less because everything is kind of moving towards like either Bluetooth or USB C. Yeah. Well, and you, I've been uh, um, upgrading all of my gear lately and, and switching out cables and stuff with mm-hmm. USB-C. So I got on the Yeti mic that I'm on right now, I got a USB-C to, what is it, mini USB? So I'm on Ooh. a USB-C cable now and uh, just like switching out monitor cables and tr- just run, trying to make everything USB-C if possible. You'll have to send that to me, uh, the, uh, the mini USB to USB-C cable because i actually need a new one this cable got damaged that i'm using um it's actually the um the mini USB C head yeah. is bent oh like, really badly and i had to bend it back and it works but it's very sensitive now <laughs> so <laughs> i need a new cable um so you have to send me that amazon link because i i'm gonna need a new one absolutely yeah it's like five bucks it's super cheap yeah, yeah. nice man okay any other crazy new announcements or or big changes for you um I moved. I, I I finally got fed up with DuckDuckGo today. Oh, what what you switch to? I just <laughs> I went back to the to the dark side for you, Bing. You're on no. Bing now. Oh. <laughs> went back to Google. So, and this may be a temporary thing, but because I mean I've talked about DuckDuckGo and how like I love the privacy aspect to it, but it has no location awareness at all, which is kind of like the privacy thing. So yes, that, that makes sense. It, it does make sense. But like when I really just am looking for like I am looking for a restaurant near me mm. or looking for, you know, I mean, so here's my problem. It's really not. Oh, well, yeah, it kind of is. I'm thinking like the privacy aspects to it because you have geolocation in the browser now. Like you can request for a location 
but you would have to send that off to a server. I guess you could encrypt it, um, but maybe they just haven't got there yet. But when I'm looking, you know, having moved, I'm constantly looking for new stuff that's near me. I'm looking for restaurants. I'm looking for gyms. I'm looking for coffee shops um, just because I want to know, know what's new in the area. And if I try and do that inside of DuckDuckGo, I don't get anything. Gotcha. You, know, you, um, you search for coffee and you get, you know, nationwide coffee stuff. Exactly. I get, like, what is the top hit? Occasionally, it gets it right and will give me like an Apple Maps, like its best guess. Because they actually use Apple Maps for huh. um, location stuff when they get it. But it's just not anywhere close to being as contextually aware as Google is. Yeah. Um, and so, at least for right now, I'm using Google. I will probably try to switch back. But as for right now, I'm, I'm going to stick with that just because I, I need to know what I'm doing. Man, these are some big changes. Like, forget yes. the moving, the new job, the you know, everything else. Yeah, your heck search that. engine. That is, search engine changed, man. That's your core. <laughs> <laughs> nice, all right, man. so let's let's talk about you, Shane. What kind of changes have happened to you Similar. in the past three weeks? Um, Why have we been AWOL? Yeah, I also got a new job. Um, I am now working from home. I'm doing uh, doing more iOS development. I got a, a new office here at the house, a little home office, uh, an amazing view of the backyard swing. And nice. uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's good. Uh, it's, it's nice being around the family and, and, you know, I was missing some, I was missing out on the, the girls. Like I have a two year old and a four year old and, you know, I would be at work and I'd get a text message of you know them making um, cinnamon ornaments or, you know, they're like painting something or, you know, there's a picture of them with, um, with face paint, they look, they look like little tigers. And, you know, I'm, I'm seeing pictures of this by the time I get home, I see them for an hour and then they're in bed. And then yeah. in the morning, uh, see them for an hour and then I'm going to work. So I was really missing out on them. And so, you know, now working from home, um, you know, if I need to go get something to drink, I can go downstairs and I can see the girls and, you know, I just have access to them all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and that's nice. Like I only have a couple of years where they're at this age and then they're going to get, you know, they're going to get bigger. So I want to embrace this while I can. So, um, yeah, got a new job, work from home, doing iOS stuff again. Um, it's fun, but, uh, part of, um, the new job is I needed to get some new gear. Oh yeah. So, yeah. So Mm. I got a new little present over the, over the break. Yeah. And I got the, uh, the base model 16 inch MacBook pro. Oh, you got it too. Yeah. So (laughs) I was like probing you the whole time. I was like, Hmm, I wonder if he's used the sound yet. So the speakers on this thing are amazing. Like you you crank it up and if you have the old version of the old 15 or the 2015 version of this Mac next to it, it's just like night and day. Um, the size it's I I held it right next to a 15 inch, um, from 2015, the last one with a good keyboard. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think it's about the same size, like within millimeters of the same dimension. So it's not like we're you know bigger than previous generations. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than the the butterfly versions of the Mac because those they tr- they try to make them smaller. Interesting. But okay. the previous generation, it's about that same size, um, just because of the thinner bezels. So you know, I'm loving this machine, man. It's uh, fast, has a good graphics card, and this is the the base model. That's like the best most value one. Like I specked out the ones that were twice the price and then benchmarked them. And this guy is like within like 80 or 90% of them. So it's not oh, worth really? doubling the price for 10% improvement. So the, the two graphics cards, the 5,300 and then the 5,500, the 5,500 is comparable to a, a 
uh, GeForce 1660. Um, the 55 or the 53? The 55 is. Okay. So the 53 is like 10% slower. Okay. So, so it's not that far off from a 1660 then. That's not bad. No, no, it's not. And it is not as fast as like the 1080 Ti. Uh, that car is just a beast. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's really good. And I've also been studying the monitors. So like the, the MacBook monitor is not a 4K panel. It's Retina. It's, it looks really good, but it's lower resolution than, than 4K. Interesting. So you'll see these cheap little, uh, uh, you know, Dell laptops or something with a 4K screen. It actually is higher resolution than the MacBook Pro. Wow, that's. I wonder why they did that. Um, but at the same time, the screen looks great. So is it better color clarity wise, or is it? Did they just? I can't imagine they skimped on the part. At what point do you even care about the pixels? Like true. I just. I want to. I want Retina because I want like really smooth fonts. But I really don't care the density after um, I get to the point where I can't read it anymore or I can't see the dots anymore. So I got a, a at uh, in the basement. I have a 55 inch, I think it's a 55 inch uh, Samsung TV, 1080p. And when you're like six inches from it, you can see all the dots. Um, and then you know at work I had a, a 4K, I don't know, same size screen, and you get up close to it and they're much, they're just, you can still see them, but they're much, much smaller because there's, Mm -hmm. you know, four times as many. So I've been thinking about, um, monitors in my office now. Should I get like a big monitor? Should I get like a a big curved monitor? Should I do like the big super wide? Mm -hmm. Should I do, uh, and the, the, the coolest idea that I've had lately is like a, a 43 inch 4k TV. It's like 250 bucks from Costco, but it's a 4k and it's 43 inches. So if you can imagine your monitor and you, what, what size monitor do you have? Um, right here in front of me, this is a 27 inch, 27 inch. Yeah. Put, put another foot in the top right diagonal corner <laughs> and you go out there and then imagine, um, the resolution's 4k. So you could still scale it like one level in uh, Mac yeah. OS to try to get some font smoothing, but you would have so much space to be able to spread things out. So I've been thinking about that, but uh, the problem there with with like using a TV is you can't get the swivel and you can't get the uh, you know the the micro control the mac you know micro controls that we can have with our computer monitor. We can tilt it and get all those right. adjustments. It's yeah. made to like be placed somewhere, so that's a negative. Um, the other problem is like a bunch of TV um, processing happens on it where it will like adjust colors and try to blur things and and it, you have to turn all of that off. So depending on which TV you get if you're trying to use that as a monitor. You have to you know make sure that you find one that has those settings that you could turn off. Uh, a ben- a benefit of a monitor or a TV as a monitor would be sound. Like your computer monitor doesn't have speakers in it, probably. It does actually. They're does? terrible. Oh, they're terrible because it's a gaming it's a gaming uh, monitor. Like it does have them, but they are horrific. But I mean, audio passes through HDMI, so that's that's why they have it. Yeah, yeah. So if you have a TV. Um, it's same thing. Audio passes over HDMI or, uh, yeah, that's the other thing. I would have to get a 4k 60, um, adapter and make sure that, you know, if I used a, a 43 inch TV that it could do 4k 60 cause I have right. to do at least 60. So your gaming monitor, are you going over a hundred with it? Um, I go to, so actually here's the thing I'm trying to, I'm trying to get like all 144 Hertz that Fortnite is sending or like whatever game is sending the monitor. I'm not hundred percent sure that the cable, the HDMI cable that I'm using 
is passing all that through because I believe you didn't get 144 to 160 hertz until HDMI 2.1. Okay. Or it was 2.0. Um, and I think that I'm using HDMI one point something cable. So I actually just bought today a USB C to display port oh. uh, cable. So I'm going to switch over from using HDMI to using DisplayPort and seeing how that impacts the amount of frames I get. Like, see if I can tell a difference. That's awesome, man. Okay. So, and it's only like $15 cable. Like, they're, and again, trying to move over to USB-C yes. everything yes. instead of having the, because right now I have one of those um, little side dock things that hooks up into two USB-C devices. It's like got an HDMI port. It's got two USB-Cs. It's got... um two USB 3.0 ports. And so I'm trying to eventually get rid of that and just be using yeah. USB-C like for pretty much everything. Yep. And with like your keyboard and mouse, are they Bluetooth or do you use wires for those? The, these are both gaming, gaming mice and keyboards. So they, they're wired. Okay. Yeah. You're going to run on the ports. You only have four on the Mac. So you gotta, yeah. Gotta figure that out. You microphone, yeah. keyboard, mouse, monitor. Yeah. Power. I'm thinking if, I can have power for one, display for the other. Hmm. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have to figure this out. I have a lot of things hooked up to this thing because then I have, so I have uh, power, keyboard and mouse, microphone, SD, uh, SSD, which I'll talk about more in a bit. And if I could, wanted to get wired Ethernet, that's like five different devices. So yeah, yeah, I'll have to figure something out. You're still living the dongle life. Yep, gonna probably be living like a USB hub life or something like that. Well, that's that. the thing. I can't find USB C hubs. Like everything USB C just goes to A. You you can't find a USB C to five USB Cs. I wonder why that is. Because supposedly, like I mean, USB C allows for uh, daisy chaining. So shouldn't you be able to do that if you wanted to? Yeah, I think you can. But uh, and I think the spec allows it, but it's just complicated and expensive. So then people would try to do Thunderbolt docks. But, oh. you know, I haven't, I, I need a, a, I need like a $60 uh, USB-C hub and I just can't find them. And it's been five years. I've been looking since 2015 gotcha. when the very first MacBook came out. So anyway, um, so yeah, lots of new stuff. I uh, got new little office setup, new gear, um, working from home. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. That's good stuff, man. Uh, that's awesome that you're working from home. Gonna be able to see your kids and yeah, go hang out with them. That's pretty nice. I'm I'm thankful that for uh, for right now with this this position, they have me working from home on Wednesdays. So oh, cool! I'll be able to do some some work from home myself. Nice. Um, I, a couple of things I want wanted to talk to you about. Um, yeah, man, it's been a while. It so has this, been a while. <laughs> this week is CES, and a ton of stuff is being announced. Yes. I'm kind of overwhelmed and kind of just watching summaries. I'm not really like nerding out into it like I have in the past. Um, but it seems like every year there's some gimmick for the TV. So yep. um, when they switched to HD TV, like 720p and 1080p, um, they switched, they were flat screen, flat panels. And prior to that, everybody had these giant CRT box TVs. Mm-hmm. So when the, the flat panels came out, that was a, a transition that everybody wanted to get on, you know, upgrade your TV. That was awesome. You yeah. going to get more room, get a bigger TV. It's great. And then a couple years later, it was 3d. I don't know anybody who has 3d TV or nope. through the glasses or even like the 3d Blu-rays. Nobody, nobody. That's the thing of the past, which is kind of funny because I remember it was like huge gimmick when it first came yeah. out and everybody, everybody was like, yeah, this is the future. I don't really even see 3d much in theaters. No, no. 
Uh, we watched Frozen 2 recently in 3D, and it was just darker. I just did not enjoy it in 3D. I, yeah. it, there's some things that are neat, but it, and then the, then they always try to do the, the 3D effect to you, like a yo-yo comes out of the screen or something and try to Yeah, it's something inconsequential. It's nothing yes. plot-driven. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, 2D is good for me. And then after 3D, then they did, uh, um, was it 4K? And if, 4K is good, but there was no content for 4K. No. Uh, it's it, it's better now, but you can't get cable TV with 4K. You have to use uh, Netflix or, you know, a non I didn't know that you couldn't, you still couldn't get cable with 4K. You might be able to get like some of the satellite, but most cables, uh, 720p um, uh, or, or 1080i, some, mostly 1080i, which is, you know, comparative to 4K is just so much, so much smaller. Yeah. Uh, 1080i means that you only get half the screen and then the, the next frame, you'll get the other half of the screen um, kind of because you get every other line and then it's interlaced. And then the next frame, no, you get the others. So you, you're, it's like two different uh, combs. And if you put them together and you just, where you have all the, the needles sticking out. Yeah. And you, if you put two combs together and you slide them over each other so that it's a full frame, mm-hmm. that's what you have with 1080i. So that's uh, what's cable still doing. But 4k, um, yeah, you can get content now, but it's all from, you know, one of your boxes. So 4k yeah, it's was all on a, the internet. that's a transition, you know, and it's, they're getting cheap now. Like I was saying that you can get a $200 4k TV. Uh, they're just everywhere. Yeah. That's it's, it's less about resolution. I feel like now and more about screen quality where you're going to be spending most of your money with a TV, like the difference between like a, like an led versus like yeah. an OLED TV is where you're going to find a big difference. Yeah. OLED looks awesome. It looks so good. Cause your blacks are perfectly black. Um, and then led, they do some other tricks and they try to do these, uh, these regions because in led, you have to have like little lights behind the screen. And the more lights that you have, if you put them out in a grid, then if you light up one section. So if I was showing you a star field with a, it was, so it's a black screen with a bunch of little white dots for stars. Mm-hmm. If I show it to you with with LED, anywhere that in the back panel that I have the the backlight, it's possible to see bleed and things around it. So you would see the dots around on the screen, but they would kind of glow. They would be like a, um, I don't know, like little round or square uh, highlighted areas. And then typically in the, the newer TVs, like they'll darken or turn off the other backlights to try to give it more contrast. Mm-hmm. But you can still kind of see like a light halo if, around it, if you will. Yeah. And yeah. with a, uh, with an OLED, you just see those dots because on an OLED, every single um, every single dot has its own light source. Every single pixel does. Gotcha. So you're able to have very pr- precise. But it, that's also why, like on your your Apple Watch, um, the new ones can can be turned on all day because they're only powering you know those hundred or you know five hundred pixels to save the time instead of the whole screen. Significantly less uh, power usage. Yes. Yeah. Just, just, just tiny, but if they're expensive, those OLED, uh, OLED TVs are really expensive. So, you know, more gimmicks. Um, we had curved TVs, they came out and then people found out that if with the curved TV, um, unless you sit like in the right spot, you're going to get a glare everywhere you're sitting because it's curved. So you hit the light everywhere. Um, and then, uh, Oh yeah. OLED Terrible was, idea was another, I, Oh, it's not a gimmick. I mean, it's, progression is getting better, but you know, smart TVs were in there. Um, mm-hmm. just every year the TV industry tries to come out with, you know, something to try to get you to upgrade. And, 
um, and I still like friends and family are upgrading every once to, you know, one to five years. It, we're not upgrading every year. Like we are with our phone. No, 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 no. It's just, I'd see, I still see my TV as more of an appliance, mm-hmm. less Absolutely. of a personal device. So yeah. I'm not going to upgrade it very often. Yeah. You know, it's like my TV and my microwave are in the same, you know, class family. However, my Apple TV and my iPhone are a little bit closer. I still wouldn't upgrade my Apple TV every, no. every year, but you know, the TV is nothing but an appliance that the Apple TV outputs to. Right. Or so. Xbox or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. So the, the new thing this year is um, 8K. And so yeah, 8K is the equivalent of 16. Is that right? I think it's 16 1080p mm-hmm. screens. That sounds right. Yep. That 55-inch screen that's in my basement if I you know, stand six inches from it, I look at it and I can see the pixels where every pixel is on an 8K screen, there'd be 16. So that would be retina at like a foot. Yeah. So I'm thinking about this 43 inch TV and it's running at 4K and it's pretty close to being, you know, if I sit two or three feet from it, it's pretty close to what we call retina where you can't see pixels anymore. Right. But if I quadrupled the density, um, 8K is beyond even at like a foot away. Like I'm thinking 8K, as far as I'm concerned, is the the cap. Like that's all you need on a 2D screen. Yeah. Is Why would we ever need to go to 16K? Right. So, you know, if, if it's a movie theater, maybe 16K, but like for computer monitors or TVs, 8K is great. Yeah. But Linus Tech Tips recently, I was watching a video and it was a 2D screen but they had a bunch of layers and they're shooting light and all these layers and it creates a hologram. So it, it actually feels like it's sticking out of the screen and it actually has depth, but it was in a flat panel. After seeing that, that is 100% the future. Um, we're going to have an interface where, and what's cool about it is uh, if you ever use like the Nintendo 3DS or one of those tiny Game Boys where you would, you could do the 3D without uh, glasses, yeah. Um, they would make you sick, but they did give you the 3D effect. Um, imagine your computer monitor able to do that, but it has like 40, you know, or or maybe more uh, renders of every single frame. So as you turn your head, you actually see different frames in different parts of the environment that you don't see straight on. Interesting. So you would have 3D. Um, it, it just it would be true 3D. It would it would feel 3D without glasses. So you think that would help keep you from getting sick? Yes, 100%. Okay. Yeah, it, it has enough of those uh, um, th- those renders that you don't get sick. The, with the 3DS, you only had two renders, you know, a left eye and a right eye. But with with the, this new tech, and I'll send you, I'll post, we'll post the link in the show notes and I'll, I'll send you uh, the video. But this thing is, it's the future. After, after seeing this, like, this is the VR stuff, but in 2D you know, in, in real life on a, you know, I guess say 2d it's 3d, but it's on a computer monitor. Yes. That's super cool. You mix that with 8k done. But, uh, yeah, the problem with that one is you have to render every frame like 42 times per frame. Cause you have to be able to render it in all these different angles. So your graphics cards are still, we still have to get better and better graphics cards. Yeah. But we're getting there. For every frame you have to render, for every quote unquote frame, you're actually rendering 42 different frames. Something like that. Yeah. And I might be wrong on the number, but yeah, it's insane. So, okay. Anyway, um, so, uh, long story short, 8K monitors, big thing at CES this year, uh, foldable screens, 
roll up screens. There's like an LG monitor that's like a, a scroll basically. And it's, it fits in a box and you hit a button and it rolls up. Mm. And then you have your, your 88 inch monitor and then you can roll back down. Um, there is like, you know, laptops with their like foldable laptops, like a book. And the bottom half would be a keyboard and the top half is a screen or it could all be screen. Um, I'm so but, I'm just such not a like just not a fan of that idea. I I find it to be it is not practical. There's no real reason for foldable displays in my opinion. I just don't see why we're spending so much time on this gimmick. Like well, we just, I, I I get like everybody's like yeah you can just take your phone like your iPad and fold it into your like an iPhone size thing and put it in your pocket. It's like I I don't need that like a standard size phone works you know a standard size laptop works and i just feel like we're introducing so many more problems because i i went to the uh, at&t store and saw a foldable which, whichever samsung phone it was the, the galaxy uh, fold the galaxy fold yeah did you it, like it what did it feel like it was horrible oh really <laughs> the screen was busted was it did from damage from users or damage from users people opening up and you try to open it and the screen would flicker and it had a line going down the middle of it, and like you could a, see like the pressure points, like a, a like a crease in the screen. Yes, like a crease in the screen. Yep. And and Jenny looked at it, and she was like, "Why would anybody ever sell this?" I was like, "I don't know. Like, it's so bad. It's so like it's not ready for prime time at all whatsoever." And there's and like Samsung is trying to push this thing on consumers. That is, uh, in all honesty, is a horrible product. Like it shouldn't be out. Like we are not ready. We are not at that point yet. You know, it's not like unlike the Surface. You know, du- uh, what is it? Surface Duo. Yeah. And the Surface Neo, which those are going to actually have hinges. It's going to have like they're actually two screens that fold on top of each other, not one screen that is actually folding. Yeah. So I I just don't think we're there yet, and. Uh, like we'll see how the, something like the Surface Duo does. I'm excited to see that. That makes a little bit more sense to me. But actual folding phones, like folding displays, it just doesn't make sense to me. I feel like we could be putting good resources elsewhere. I I was really excited about the foldable phones until I started seeing the durability problems, and that that is 100 percent a thing. But I think I figured out um, why I'm like I am. So, uh, a couple years ago, I got the new, uh, when you and I were at that IHOP that night and I had that new, uh, it was a 10 S max and I had the big speech about how amazing this stuff is. Um, I loved that. And then, uh, several months later I got an iPad, the new iPad mini. And then I also had like, you weren't there, but I had another speech where like, this is so much better because the screen is just the right size, but small enough. And you could do all these things and you have all this power. Then I got this new Mac. And I had the same like conversation to myself, like, this is amazing. You can do all of these things. You, can... I think I just like new stuff. Like, I think that's what it is. That's like, valid. Yeah. I, I just like new stuff. So I'm, I'm going to have to yeah live with that and just continue to get new stuff. No, I mean, that, that makes sense. And I think that that's, we need people like yourself and like me, you like the, uh, you like the new stuff and we need like the enthusiasts. I am, you are the, um, what is the what is the distro? You are like the Ubuntu 
<laughs> I am you, the Debian. You're Debian. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you you're BSD. You, you yeah, update I'm like, every decade. I'm like three years in the past trying to make sure that we had the most stable stuff out there. And you're like, let's try the new stuff and see what happens. That's true. Hmm. Let's talk about our picks of the week, man. Oh, all right. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so I got this new desk and my, the Mac is silver. I got the silver one with a black keyboard. My monitor is a Dell uh, 4K 27-inch from like five years ago. It's black with a silver base. I got the uh, the smart keyboard, which is silver with the white keys. I got nice. the little trackpad. It's white with silver. I'm using this, um, this Microsoft Sculpt mouse. It's black. So my theme right now is silver, white, and black. So I needed a mouse pad. This, the table I'm using is like a uh, an ash veneer, kind of like an oak looking thing, like a light oak, similar to like, I was going for like the Apple store table look. Um, so that's got kind of the finish, but I needed a mouse pad that would, that would just be awesome. And so I've been looking at these other mouse, these like the big gaming ones are like four feet wide and it's in like two feet deep. It's like a giant. Yep. Uh, that's actually what I've got right now yeah. in front of me. <laughs> so, and when you get that, like then the entire desk is covered. So like my cool wood, you know, texture here that I have would be covered. Yep. Um, so I wanted something that was classy and I'm not going to game. I don't need to move my mouse five feet. And if I do, um, I need to rethink my, my software. So I was trying to find out something, what, what would be Apple-esque or Apple-esque and, and cool. And so I got this, uh, this aluminum mouse pad. Oh my and goodness gracious. So it's, uh, it's not, it's pretty, I'm showing you right now on the camera. That's so nice. But and yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it. And it's almost like a giant Apple card. <laughs> it's, yeah, it is. It, and it's real cold. Like, it's exactly what you'd think it would feel like. It's like a cold MacBook all the time. So when your mouse is, is on it, um, your hand's cold wherever you're touch, touching. Um, and, you know, some mice, you know, work better on it and others. Yeah. But it's worth it for uh, just the look. Because when I stand back at my desk, it all looks cool. That's super cool, man. I'm going to have to get one of these because I'm actually using the Magic Mouse as well at work. And uh, we have, you know, basically smaller versions of this Steel Series gaming, uh, yeah. you know, mouse pad that I have right now. Uh, this this looks so much better. Yeah, and it's like twenty bucks. It's super cheap. Yeah, it's super cheap. Super super cheap. And you can get them in different colors. I'm looking like you can get rose gold. You can get silver. You can get the golden ones. There's all sorts of different different colors and stuff. It looks very very Apple esque. It has the chamfered edge, just like real shiny around the edge, like the iPhone fours and it just, it's just cool. It has like a leather back. So it doesn't slip on the table. Nice. Pretty cool. This thing is really cool. I like this a lot. I'm going to pick one of these up. All right, man. What's your pick of the week? So my pick of the week is a, um, it's, so I had a predicament and that is that I partitioned this, like I talked about earlier, partitioned this MacBook pro to install windows, um, for games and whatnot. Well, Hard drives have not really kept up, well, at least internal solid state hard drives have not really kept up very well with the size of video games these days. Video games can range from anywhere to 20 to 120 gigabytes for storage, and that'll just eat through a solid state drive. But at the same time, I really wanted, I really did not want to sacrifice load speed because solid states are just so fast. And I've used like the spinning platter drives before, you know, 5400, 7200 RPM. Right. And it just takes forever to either load your operating system or load a game or even, even using something Microsoft, like Microsoft's office was incredibly slow. Um, so I started looking and, you know, I wanted to make sure that 
if I was going to get an external drive, I wanted to make sure that it was a solid state. But if it wasn't a solid state, I wanted to make sure that it was USB-C because I wanted to get all the power and all, all the speed out of it that I could. Um, but I really wanted a solid state. And I wasn't sure that I wanted to use USB 3 because depending on which specification it uses, it may get like you know 500 megabits you know read per second. It might get 900. I wasn't really sure. So I really wanted USB-C because... You know, as we've talked about many times, like I want to, I want to get more USB C devices because that's where things are going. Um, and ended up finding the same device that you showed me about goodness six to six months to a year ago, probably the um, Samsung portable SSD T5. Yes, and it is about the size, uh, functionally about the size of a credit card in you know height and width. It's probably about the uh, probably about ten credit cards thick. Oh, five! It's, it's five. Five. Thick. It's five. You measured it. Yeah. Nice. Um, it, and that it's like what a quarter of an inch thick, and it's about the size of a credit card. And it's five. I got a five hundred gig. Nice SSD, and it is incredible. It's very very fast. I can put you know I have Apex Legends on this device actually, and I play it, which is a game. Um, and I play that off of this device and it runs incredibly well. No problems whatsoever. I get about a gigabit, uh, no, not gigabit, about a gigabyte of read speed per second. Oh, that's not bad. It's wow. not bad at all. Okay. Um, combined with SSD through USB-C is about as fast as an internal drive. Yeah. Um, I, I love it. Highly recommended. I paid about, I think about $80. Let me check and see what Amazon has it at. For a five, oh, 500 gigs, actually not in stock. But if it was, it would be $90. What's, I think that's about, yeah, it's been like that price for about a year or two. Okay. So, okay, no, it is in stock, actually. My bad. It's in stock, 500 gig for $90. If you want one terabyte, it doubles to pretty effectively doubles to 170. Okay. Uh, but still, highly recommended. Very, very good devices. Uh, if you need some external storage on your MacBook, your new 16-inch MacBook Pro, uh, <laughs> check out these. They're really good. Nice, man. All right, sir. Let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. Let's do it, man. Oh, um, yeah. So, uh, I'm, <laughs> so I, I have not found my Apple Watch yet. And uh, podcasting is hard. <laughs> good night, man. <laughs> good night, man. Talk to you later.